The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Women's Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericawomen.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff and management. Do you have aspirations to be a leader in your business or organization? Welcome to Leadership Stars with your host, Linda Patton. Each week, we feature true leaders recognized in their fields who provide insight and ideas in creating a strong team and how you can become an effective leader. Now, here is Linda Patton. Hey, it's Linda here, and I have someone who's become a very, very close friend, a wonderful mentor. And my copywriter, um, she better than anyone else in the world except maybe my husband. Uh, and that's Betty Ann Green. And Betty Ann, I, I just love this about her. She has 30 years of experience in marketing communications, writing, and graphic design, both corporate and nonprofit. And now she's working with entrepreneurs to bring that one-of-a-kind voice that really expresses our unique brilliance to the world and connects to those who need the gifts that we offer. And it's what I love about her is she is so heart-centered and so just really wrapped up in the people that she works with. She knows us well. She digs deeply. She can make us sound just absolutely spectacular. Something else that I love about her is that she's a grammar geek and a compulsive typo finder. And let me tell you, when you do your own work and you're typing things and it, you go back and you reread it, and what happens? It all sounds perfect. And then she gets into it and goes, uh, did you really mean to say this? Because it makes absolutely no sense. And I just love that about her. Um, I do feel calmer more confident and supported by her personal attention and loving guidance. She's written and copy edited, I think, four out of the last five uh, chapters that I've written. And she doesn't know this, but there's a new book coming out um, probably next year. And we'll share a little bit about that later. So let's give a big Leadership Stars welcome to Betty Ann Green. Betty, Welcome. Wow, that's quite an introduction, Linda. Thank you so much. <laughs> Woo! Okay, I'm putting my head back on my shoulders here. Uh, uh, so happy to be with you. Well, it's great to have you here. And you are someone who I value so much because of what you do. And you really do get me. You and I have one other person who does my PowerPoint slides who just makes me look brilliant. And, and you inspire me. So we're talking about inspiration. And we're also talking what you need to be inspired to create messages that inspire others. So let's start with, so who was the woman or women who have inspired you through your life? Mm. Well, I have to get uh, back at you for a moment, Linda, because I see you as a mentor to me and an inspiration to me, particularly since uh, I've never seen myself as a leader 
And now I know a lot more about what that is, <laughs> having known people worked with you. Um, and, you know, I, I've been listening to your other shows and hearing you talking about your mother is an inspiration and one of your other guests, mother is an inspiration. I usually have my go-to women, my Angelou, Madeline Albright, Eleanor Roosevelt. But, you know, I began to think about my own mother. And I have to say, uh, she has been a tremendous inspiration for me in the way of her, the way she digs into other, digging deep with other people and affecting their lives, uh, her volunteerism and her activism. And it's not in a splashy way. Uh, she's not a leader in a, you know, a conventional sense. Mm-hmm. She would see a need and then just fill it um, and step up, you know, to speak her truth and to help other people. So I didn't realize that was an inspiration to me for a long time because that was your world. You know, when you grow up in a household, that's your world and you just act out of that behavior that you've learned. And now I I so appreciate her. Yeah, and I think, too, that because she's mom, you know, you always sort of put her on a pedestal um, and you you film her as a child. You film your father as a child. And yes. then as you become an adult, you begin to replay that uh, the video as you take on the roles that she had. And I, I, I didn't see my mom necessarily as a leader other I, as well. And yet, as I look back, um, she very much inspired me, um, even though we had, you know, we had a real tentative kind of relationship when I was a kid. And it really wasn't until I was an adult that I could appreciate all that she had done. And I think it's great that your mom is uh, also one of those women who has inspired you. Well, and it's and it was absolutely a similar situation to yours, actually. Some rocky roads along the way, <laughs> but yeah. I, and I, I just have to share this fast story because um, I thought, you know, as you said, I thought this was oh, okay, this is typical. My mother volunteered in a hospital, and she would also visit people there while she was working, or well, not while she was working, but you know, while she was there. And we're all minding our own business at home. I'm in fifth grade, and she comes home with an, basically a newborn baby. <laughs> and, oh. <laughs> yes and what happened was a woman she was visiting was a young woman um, a serious curvature of the spine a heart condition mm-hmm. uh, experience with mental retardation and about to have a baby and wow. neither were supposed to survive they both did and the woman as you could imagine was in you know really rough shape I think she had to have heart surgery afterward so this would never happen today, but I don't know what the conversation was between my mother and the doctor and the baby going to family services, but we took the baby. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's a shock, right? Something. I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, and took care of her for, I don't know, probably six, eight months. She just, the greatest experience of my life. Um, yeah, but there you go. That was, that's what, what, was she, what she did and, and what I, what is my legacy? Right. And and yet I would say that maybe the Madeline, Madeline Albright's and Eleanor Roosevelt, all of which inspire me as well, they're, they're part of the group of women that I use as role models for women in leadership. And so how have they inspired you and what you do today? Mm, I, the, these three women that I particularly noted, it's because they were women in the times which meant they, their vo- they had to struggle perhaps or at least stand in their voice to be heard. 
and to do it in the ways that, you know, frankly, were acceptable at those times. And the fact is, that's what they did. Eleanor Roosevelt did that. Madeleine Albright did that. Maya Angelou did that. And I, what I respect about all three of them is they, they did stand in their voice, changed the world with always, always with respect and grace, you know, within those constructs they were living in at the time. And that to me is, um, that's huge. Mm-hmm. I think that's that's gigantic. And, you know, there's one other one that also inspires me. And she actually was, as you know, was not out there, not out front. Madeline, Madeline Albright, Maya Angelou, um, Eleanor Roosevelt were, were out there. They were out with the people and doing doing their thing um, What and their inspiration, which made them, for me, also very powerful women. But there's Edith Wilson, and she's very controversial in the fact that she was Woodrow Wilson's wife, and at the end <laughs> of World War One, he had a stroke. And she actually stepped in, as you know, Betty Ann, and basically played president until he was well enough to once again run the country. And her her reason was because the country needed him. They, they needed a strong president. And since he couldn't provide that, she did for him. And it was all done behind the scenes. No one knew. It was very controversial. And I think uh, one of the, the amendment that basically puts together the line of succession was written shortly after that um, so that we would not be in that situation. So... You're right in the fact that they led based on the tenor of their times. So tell me what it means to you, though, Betty Ann, to stand in their voice. What does that mean? Ooh. Well, I'm all about voice so uh, and how that is expressed through words. Standing in their voice is having core values having integrity, having beliefs, knowing themselves, and simply speaking up from that place. Uh, And I think the most impactful leaders are those who have that clarity around themselves. You know, they speak from that heart, from that clarity. That's what it it means to me. And it's why I do what I do, (laughs) is to help other people uncover that voice. Mm -hmm. Okay, audience, listeners, you heard what she just said, and I think this is just so powerful, so I want to take a minute with that. And the fact that standing in your voice is all around your core values, knowing what those are and living them, living in integrity, living in the beliefs that you have, not being false at all in what you're speaking, and speaking from that place and with clarity and conviction. And I think that's very, very important and key to being a really outstanding, amazing leader. Would you agree, Betty Ann? I absolutely would agree. And I'll I'll shift that into my area, which is then getting your message out so that the people you want to attract will hear it. And as you know, we are in an internet life uh, with you know millions of our most intimate people around our virtual kitchen <laughs> table, and it's um it's not always easy to raise your voice above the fray, and the way you really do that is to be your authentic self. You know if we're if we're namby pamby around it and we're not clear, we're not distinguishing ourselves and we're not being heard. Mm-hmm. So that's certainly true in leadership, right, Linda? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. 
so key. So, Betty Ann, what does it take to know and send just the right words to the right place, which could be the internet, at the right time to inspire and attract just those right people? There are a lot of rights in there, but what does it take? That's a huge question. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Okay. Have you got four hours? No. Uh, No. (laughs) No, we got about five minutes. Yes, exactly. Uh, What I have noticed in working with the people I work with, the beautiful, fabulous people I work with, is that we are an accumulation of our experience, not unlike we were saying before, you know, about our our mothers inspiring us and that becoming a part of our world. So we are a accumulation of our experience, our expertise, our education, where we came from, what interests us, all of those things. And what I notice is that, um, well, what I say to clients is oftentimes we aren't even aware of what that is, you know, because it's a part of us. Mm-hmm. It all is natural to us. So that I often say to clients, you, you, you can't see the picture always because you're inside the frame. Mm-hmm. And what you do, actually, and what I do, we stand outside that frame to look at them, to help mirror back, right? The unique the greatness that they, that they have. So we can do that for ourselves, of course. And I think that's really key is to just, I guess what I'm saying is to see ourselves as we are, as that cumulative person who's not unlike anyone else. I mean, who's not like anyone else, you know, because of that uniqueness. And to kind of, to explore that. And to celebrate it mm-hmm. and to call it up. And I, I think that's how we get our message to share with others and how we get to step into our leadership to share it with others by really knowing who we are in that from that place. Okay. With that in mind, you said something earlier about the fact that you didn't see yourself as a leader. Yes. Uh, and so what would leadership look like to you that you could step into that? Right. Well, I'm the youngest of five kids. So I'm just saying, you know, yeah, who had a chance to be a leader? I had, you know, six parents. <laughs> right. Exactly. Right. I was, you know, yes, I was a follower, believe me. Um, so, yeah, what does it look like? I think that I really, you know, I have to say, Linda, I think it takes me back to the some of the guidance that I got from my mother and my father Mm -hmm. is to speak your truth, stand up for what's right. Um, If you see a need, fill it. I think my father used to say, if you don't vote, don't complain. That kind of idea. (laughs) (laughs) So Um, I presume you voted in the last election? Oh my gosh. Yes, indeedy. And I have worked on campaigns ever since college. It it, it is stepping up. Uh, Step up or shut up, perhaps? Yeah. Uh Exactly. Yeah, and so I think that's happened organically for me from the way I grew up. Um, and then it turned into those, or those years of the early 70s where I worked on women's rights, worked on the ERA, worked for the Ralph Nader Organization on consumer rights, you know, on and on and on. And I guess those are leadership positions. I just never saw it that way. So you know, stepping in. So very much like my background in the fact that um, you stepped into leadership and just, as you said, 
find a need and fill it. You filled it in politics and in what you did and, and all of that, and yet never saw yourself as a leader, which I, I think is very telling. I also think that followers sometimes make the best leaders because they get a chance to observe from behind the scenes and look at, you know, well, how is he doing that? How is she doing that? What is she doing? What's good? What's bad? And you really hone your craft as a leader by almost being in the back of the pack. I really love that. Almost hidden. And yet, I mean, for me, yeah, go ahead. She's going to say, and then how is it that, is there a transformation when suddenly someone says, <laughs> I'm no yeah. longer a reluctant leader? <laughs> yeah, well, I'd like to say that they come through my program, The Art of Hurting Cats, Leading Teams of Leaders, and that helps them to get over their reluctancy. But I think there has to also be a call that says, it's time. You need to step into that leadership and you know, we're going to help you with how that's going to look, what the skills are that you need, and that kind of thing. And you truly are a leader, Betty Ann, in what you do with your clients. And so you help the, us to step into our writing gifts. So give us just one little tip before we need to go off to break around how you help us to step into that leadership as well as into our gifts? I would say, well, the first thing is, is to take a look at the picture inside the frame. Mm -hmm. That's the first thing. Uh, The second thing, these days we are talking about content. And people think content is mysterious. Even large corporations think content is mysterious. (laughs) And the statistics show, it's fascinating to me. And here's my definition of content. Very, very simple, especially to you heart-centered business owners out there. It's simply what you know and what you love about your business and sharing it to improve the lives of others. That's it. Wow, that that is so amazing. So listeners, again, let's, let's sum that up. It's what you know, it's what you love, and it's how you share it with the people that you impact. And with that note, Think about that. We'll be back in just a moment. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. Linda Patton draws from her four decades of leadership experience and her heartfelt passion to show women how to lead, dream, and create what inspires them. Her signature training programs and workshops will guide you through the key skills you need to own your leadership power, build your resources, plan your path, and take the actions that will translate your vision into reality. Start by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. Contact her at Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. That's Linda at dare, the number two, dreamwithlinda.com. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Voice America Women's Channel, a leader in the forward movement of women's success. 
you are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back, and I'm here with just a very special guest and, and a very dear friend and, and writer and someone who I just dearly love to work with, and that's Betty Ann Green from Heart to Heart Marketing. Now, I, I love this, Betty Ann. You call yourself a content marketing strategy who helps entrepreneurs build a thriving business through content, which we talked about just before, which is terribly mysterious, but it's something that we all need to produce, um, that puts them in a position as experts, collects loyal followers, and attracts clients they love to serve. So tell me more. We, we talked a little bit about content, content just before we broke. Tell me a little bit about how you do this for entrepreneurs. Sure, Linda. Let me start by saying that we are in an amazing period of time around this idea of being an entrepreneur and of marketing ourselves. I mean, the Mad Men days are long over. And I just want to preface it by saying that that the gift of the 2008 Great Recession was shifting <laughs> the, business, <laughs> was shifting the yeah. business paradigm in an enor- the corporate paradigm in a huge way. Um, all of a sudden, middle managers and upper managers were um, let go. And... If things shifted for women in a big way, women who are at home needed to go to work, couples needed to both work more, people had to redefine, you know, what their work was going to be. At the same time, as luck would have it, the internet just exploded. And what that did was, was level the playing field, like I was joking around a million of your best <laughs> virtual friends around the kitchen table, that really is true. Mm-hmm. So, you know, so that we who needed to, I don't like the word reinvent ourselves, but to to shift around and do something new with our businesses and our careers had this level playing field at little to no cost to reach hundreds, thousands, millions of people globally. And at the same time, we all use the internet, so we're very, very savvy consumers now. You know, all of us expect to get online and get what we need any time of the day in any moment. Right? Right. Uh, yeah. So what content, where content comes in and content marketing strategy is that we, it is our job really to put ourselves out there by offering that value, mm-hmm. by giving that information to those users out there, our potential cons- customers. And people don't want to be sold to. So the paradigm is really shifted there. Mm-hmm. So what content is, and, and the rule of thumb is generally 80-20. Mm-hmm. What you put out there as your message is about 80% value content. Again, what you know and love about your business that improves the lives of your readers. The 20% is kind of the sales bit. You know, join my webinar, sell my product, buy this coupon, and that kind of thing. The beauty of it is you've brought this value. People come to know you, like you trust you, and then you're top of mind when they're ready to purchase those gifts you have to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll share a fast story about that. I, um, I had a content strategy session a few weeks ago with someone, 
And we talked about where she is and where she was going and all of this. And then all of a sudden she's going, okay, I'm in. And my mom, in my head, yeah, Linda, and in my head, I'm going, okay, now's the time for the sales conversation. <laughs> Suddenly, I realized, oh, wait, I don't need to do that. Yeah. She knows me. We already, you know, we already are at this place of knowing where our needs and our match is. So, that's what I help clients do. And, and I love that. You don't have to be salesy. You don't have to be coercive. It's a very feminine way actually, a collaborative, a relationship way of doing business. Mm-hmm. And as Julia Fausch would say, it's the art of feminine marketing, um, is, which is very different from the masculine side. And I agree with you. It, it, it's sort of a, a shock when you know, you're having a conversation with someone and you, you think it's an enrollment conversation and you're moving right along and, and you ask sort of like a last question and before you launch into, and this is what I perceive for you, and the person says, all right, I'm in. How much? When do we start? And, and your your body kind of goes, but wait, I haven't told you what it's good. <laughs> it is, it is. I just had that happen last, no, week before last. And it was, it was a shock. It was like, um, now what do I do? Uh, so I think you're absolutely right. When you're, when you're in flow and you're in a synergistic uh, conversation, it's amazing what can happen and how you don't have to be salesy, that your value is such that the person you're talking to steps in and and owns the fact that we need to work together and, and let's figure out how we're going to make that happen. Yes, exactly. Well, and the fact that it happened to you means you're doing the right thing, Linda. <laughs> I guess so, yeah. So I, I have a question, Betty Ann. Um, yes. Tell me a little bit about how you got into this current business. I mean, I know that you've been in corporate and you've been in nonprofits and you stepped into this entrepreneurial role and helping entrepreneurs um, many years ago but what tell me what one stepped you into that and to why this particular angle Mm. Well, going way back in the day, that being around the marketing communications block for 30-some yeah. years, um, speaking of Mad Men, I really did think that advertising was going to be where I would go because mm-hmm. I, have, I have the art and I have the language. Those are both just equal-pronged interests and talents for me. But I didn't like the whole Madison Avenue scene. I just didn't like the way it was. And so I, I've done a bunch of things uh, over Time probably I think about just about everything but TV, uh, magazine publishing and book editing and again as you said nonprofit for profit. Um, about ten year, eleven years ago, my husband and I did the empty nesty thing and we moved to California. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a dream for us uh, after fifteen years uh, in bringing up our families in Shaker Heights, Ohio, mm-hmm. and it became a clean slate, fresh canvas. It was amazing. It was really, really fun. So I had some time to think about what do I want to do now? I know it's going to be marketing. And I did the requisite, probably what a lot of entrepreneurs do. I I read the books and I went to the webinars and I hired the coach and all of these things. And perhaps I looked at my own picture inside the frame. I did a lot of reflection mm-hmm. and realized I I rediscovered and reignited my love of language my word, my my grammar geekiness. <laughs> yes, something and, I love about you. <laughs> oh, not everybody does. I I, have, I I'm trained not to point out typos on menus in restaurants with friends. <laughs> 
Oh, I do. I have to tell you, I do that. Um, oh. Or on signs or what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I go, would, would you, and I always ask the question, so would you like some feedback? And they can say no. And if they say yes, then I, I'll point out things that, that I've noticed. Not a lot. You know, I mean, maybe the whole menu needs to be redone. But, you know, if there's just a couple of real quick things that are obvious, you know, right. yes. I Good for you. <laughs> a grammar geek after my own heart. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, and then in the context of actually what I just talked about, um, I mean, to be very honest, it was clear to me early on that I was not going to get at my age, mid-50s at the time, um, I was not going to get a marketing communications job in the Bay Area right. in this techie environment. So I created my own. And this new environment of entrepreneurialism that we're now in that I just mentioned, it just really seemed to be the right, mm, the right synergy. I, I believe in passion, purpose, and profit. And if you get that sweet spot, that's what it's all about. And, and that's what I have found. So I'm having a, I'm having a great time. And we... We, me especially, appreciate the fact that you are doing this. Um, it, it makes me look really good. Uh, and I have, I have four best-selling books because of the work that you've done, um, plus an article in Tribute Magazine, which I will send you. And I know I haven't done that yet. Oh, so, thank you uh, so much. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Thank you. So let me ask you a question that, that actually came off your website, which says, how do you bring all the pieces of our story, our work, and our passion into a cohesive, co- consistent message that aligns with my marketing strategy. How do we do that? <laughs> I know it's a big, long question, right? It's a long question. Well, yes, but um, we can do this. Okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it starts with the inner game. And, and what I've discovered is I believe there's an inner core message and an outer core message. This is what I have seen with people. So the inner core message goes back to what we really just start, talked about in the top of the conversation. What are our core values? What is my unique brilliance? What is my voice that I want to bring out there? And when we have that clarity around the inner core message, it's just like our body language and the way we comport ourselves. It can't help but translate, you know, outward. So we have that. Then we begin to really formulate what that message is going to look like in a way that meets our, um, the needs and desires and wants of the people that we want to reach. Mm-hmm. So that's where the marketing copy comes in. Then uh, what we talk about is marketing strategy, content marketing strategy. When I work with clients, we, uh, I offer one-on-one, it's all one-on-one consulting. I, I, I do, well, that's another story, but it's, it's one-on-one consulting and I work with clients and their teams. Mm-hmm. And we work on a strategy around that inner voice, framing it to meet um, the needs of the clients. Uh, from there, we develop a content calendar. And this is back in my old magazine days. Mm-hmm. the editorial calendar. Over the course of a year, 18 months, we put together topic clusters so that there is a plan. Um, there's a fabulous quote by Ross Simmons that says, content marketing is not a one-night stand. It's a long-term relationship. <laughs> one of my faves. <laughs> I love it. Right? And, and what that means is we don't throw, well, you know, you don't throw everything about yourself at the next person on a first date or when you first meet them. I believe that content, that marketing in general is an ongoing conversation to 
share your value with what you love and know about your business, you know, with your potential clients, with your supporters, and build on it. Mm-hmm. So that's what we work on. Wow. So listeners, you just heard Betty Ann say that content marketing is not a one-night stand, but it's a long-term relationship. And I think that's so <laughs> impactful because I do. I think we, we try and just throw it all out there and hope something sticks without dealing with, well, how am I going to build this over a year, two years, 10 years, whatever it might be. And the fact that you connect with the heart through your inner um, core values and core strengths so that the message resonates with you as well as with your target market, your tribe, and that thing. And I think you do that brilliantly, Betty Ann. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Well, and it really is the way to differentiate yourself, again, to, to raise your voice voice above the fray. At the same time, it's also, um, again, this, this environment we're in gives us such broad choice to serve the people who really need us. And they aren't going to find us unless we're very clear about who we are and who we aren't are. Aren't yes. are. <laughs> are, are, are. Yeah. Um, and one thing I want to share about that, Linda, is that what people will usually say, I ask them to be very specific about what they want to say to that person, you know, that ideal client who, whose life they want to trans- help transform, really. And they say, yeah, but I also serve <laughs> this people and this people and these people. And what happens is when you're speaking really clearly then everyone hears it. Mm-hmm. Everyone hears it. So what will typically happen is certainly the people who, who need you very specifically will, will you know, hear your, your clarion call to them and say, yes, I need that. But also other people pop in. So it's not as if you're leaving people out you know, or missing opportunities or leaving money on the table. Well, I, I think that's so clear. You know, when we talk about um, marketing and referral marketing, and the whole business of referral business is the fact that the more specific you are around who your target market is, who do you serve, the better the people around you can provide referrals. Because when you say, I, I have some very dear friends who work in the, in the skincare business. And so you ask them, so who's your target market? And they go, anybody with skin? <laughs> and I have to ask you listeners, so what happens to your brain when somebody says, well, anybody with skin? You, you kind of go, well... But I know millions of people with skin. So what's specifically the type of skin that you're looking for? And without giving that specificity, even though we, we you know, our scarcity mind goes, oh, but if I do that, then I cut out all these people. It doesn't. What it does is it allows your referral team to come up with just the right person for the products that you're um, working with, selling, whatever. But if you don't do that, then they, their little man in their brain who goes through their file cabinet and goes, well, let's see, who could we pick? Who could we pick? Goes, there's nobody, uh, there's nobody out there. And so you don't get that referral. You don't get that piece of business because you haven't been specific enough to um, cause somebody to go, oh, I know exactly who to, who you need to talk to. And, and I love that sort of excitement and that almost jump to you got to talk to so-and-so because they're perfect for you. Whereas when you're not specific, you kind of get, it's like crickets, you know, it gets very quiet in the room. Don't you think? <laughs> that is, it, it's so true. And I, I love that you, you say that so clearly. Yes. Um, 
one of my, my other mentors, uh, Julia Glide, who does mm. on speech with Julia uh, with the speaker training, she mm. often says a confused mind says no. Yes. And I, I love that. The, the clarity of the specific uh, connection is really, really powerful. So, and I, I hadn't thought about that with referrals. That's absolutely true. Mm-hmm. Yes. 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 Love to put two people together if they know who it is they're putting together. Exactly. And having spent uh, several years in, in B and other referral groups like that, um, it was real clear that if you weren't clear, you could have a room of 60 people and you think, oh, I got to get at least one referral from each one of them, that there are people who go, I don't know anybody because of what you're asking for. Uh, you know, insurance is that way. I need, you know, I need anybody who has a car. Well, are there specific cars? You know, that kind of thing. And real estate, I need somebody who's selling a, selling a house. Okay, well, I know somebody in Timbuktu who's selling a house, but do you do any work there and that kind of thing so it's that specificity and I I do love the fact that again you know your clients so well that you can craft messages that show their value and speak to just their target market Um, so just again real quickly um, do you have a way of helping them to come up with their target market some questions that you ask them again quickly uh Absolutely. And, and one of the things uh, I've been doing a lot more of is the idea of um, there's the target market and then there are client personas. That, so that you are able to get very specific. Uh, yet one of the main things I suggest is that to either your ideal picture, an ideal client who you already have in your mind or a composite and name them. Sarah, Maya, I, I mean, I know all my clients, for, you know, personas, and name them very, very specifically, P- picture them in your mind, and speak to them as you're writing, or as you're doing your videos, or whatever, speak to those particular people, uh, or that particular person, um, think about what their interests are, what their needs are, and what keeps them up at night that you help them solve. Ah, so so true. And I love the fact that you name them. Do you give us other names besides our own name? I mean, like, oh, do you have cl- nicknames for us? The client gives their personas the name. And to be really honest, Linda, I learned that somewhere. And I thought it was a little gimmicky. Uh-huh. But in fact, uh, I have really stepped into it. The other thing that it does is when you're working with a team, if you say, okay, we're going to do a, co- a, to- a campaign or a topic cluster around Maya in August. Uh-huh. Everybody knows what you're talking about. Everybody's on board. Everybody can picture Maya. And you speak to Maya and she comes to you. <laughs> oh, Betty Ann, that's, that's very much like, um, you know, I wear uh, a panther on my, on my shoulder whose name is Nyla. So when I say Nyla, everyone knows who that is and, and sort of who, who we're writing to. So with that in mind, listeners, who are your clients and have you named them yet? If not, Let's make that an exercise for this week. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Let leadership expert Linda Patton be your guide to uncovering the leader that lives within you and that you are meant to be. Through her signature training programs and workshops, Linda takes you every step of the way to help you tap into your personal leadership power, design a clear vision, build a loyal, effective team, and create a practical plan to make your dream come true. Get started now by scheduling a free, no-obligation, 30-minute strategy session with Linda Patton. 
Contact her at Linda at Dare to Dream with Linda.com. That's Linda at Dare, the number two, Dream with Linda.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Voice America Women. Your passion starts here. You are listening to Leadership Stars with Linda Patton. To reach the show today, please call 1-866-613-1612. That's 1-866-613-1612. You may also send an email to Linda at daretodreamwithlinda.com. Now, back to Leadership Stars. Welcome back, and I'm with my favorite writer and just really inspired content marketer, uh, Betty Ann Green, who I've been working with for two or three years now. And just you know, everything she does is so me that I, it just amazing. Um, and uh, like I said, Betty Ann, I'd love to know, do you, have you named me or you, have you named my clients? Thank you. You know, we have not. You know, Ooh. it has to come from you. Maybe okay. you've got your own Nyla. <laughs> Maybe so. Um, what she's talking about is that I wear a panther pin whenever I speak or I'm I'm in in public, and she's her name came to me um, in a workshop, and I had somebody who was in the workshop who said, "Ooh, so does your panther have a name?" And I said, "No," and I went into the laser room and came out and I went, "Yeah, her name's Nyla, and she's the achiever of dreams." And it was like she spoke to me and said, no, this is who you're speaking to and through me to your clients. And I, it was just really impressive for me um, to have finally have a name for her. Um, and now I can tell people who she is and what she represents and all that. Um, I have a second pin that much more masculine and he definitely does not have a name and not sure where he has a place in what we're doing, but we're working on it. Uh, you know, it is the masculine side that you need to, to get things done. It's the feminine side that creates, and the, and the masculine side says, yes, so what do you want me to do? Uh, and I love that about the two sides of the persona as well. So, Betty Ann, um, let me ask you one other question that, that I actually had out there, which was, um, will doing all this stuff that you talk about, and I love calling it stuff, um, Will those messages, those powerful, potent messages that you get because you're, you're speaking clearly to your client, you're speaking clearly from your inner self and the messages reflect that, will they reflect my unique brilliance and will it bring that tribe of quality, high-paying and inspired clients to me easily and effortlessly? <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm going to be really honest. <laughs> you can pay a lot of money for people to tell you it's going to be easily and easy and effortlessly. Uh, and I don't mean to be negative there. No, no, no. My semi-joke is that um, what you really are doing, because we're talking human behavior here, and we're talking 
research has shown over and over again, even back when I was a communications major a zillion years ago, that we make purchasing, we make major decisions from an emotional place. And sometimes it can be the emotional place of that morning, of that moment, of that hour. So you and I as marketers are not going to always be able to predict that. You know, human behavior is a funky thing. Uh, So my semi-joke is that it isn't throwing spaghetti against the wall, but it's throwing gourmet, handcrafted, gourmet, you know, spaghetti against Mm -hmm. carefully prepared wall (laughs) to to see what sticks. And what I've seen is it does work. Mm -hmm. It does work. I'm I'm thrilled to see or else I wouldn't be doing this kind of work. Um, What it, it takes, well, it takes strategy. Uh, very definitely. It takes intention. It takes effort to figure out who you are, what you're saying, who your clients are, and where they're hanging out. Um, what I would like to share is I do have a, a formula about how to do that in terms of content marketing, and it's called SPICE, how to add SPICE to your messaging. It's an acronym that stands for Be Strategic be personal, which means that inner core, you know, you, Uh, be intentional, make sure that you're really, really clear about what you want people to do. You know, do you want them to call you? Do you want them to laugh? Do you want them to um, engage in in whatever way? Consistent. And that's another piece. You have to consistently be at that kitchen table of a million people. And the last is to be entertaining. Just have a good time. So it's spice. I like that. (laughs) I like that a whole lot. Um, And okay, I'm going to ask you because you know how much I love social media, right? Um, What do you have any tips and tricks for um, getting someone who, yeah, we're sort of on and off and, you know, sometimes we play a lot and sometimes we don't play at all um, to be more consistent on, let's say, Facebook or LinkedIn Sure. Uh, One of the main things that um, is important to me in working with clients is that uh, there are a lot of very capable experts out there saying, you've got to be here, you've got to be there, you've got to be on Facebook, you've got to do Reddit, you've got to do Instagram, da, da, da. And if you're not, if you don't like it, you're not going to own it. You got it. (laughs) Yes. And you won't do it well. And these... And you all know as users on on the internet that you know when someone's being inauthentic. Mm-hmm. You know when they're not being clear, when they're not rocking it. <laughs> yeah. So don't do, as you may imagine with me, for example, I don't do Twitter. I do not think I can confine things to 120 characters. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. I agree. All you who know and love me will know that would be true. And, yeah. you know, I don't think it's hurt my business. Um, so I think it's really important that with this with this gourmet crafted spaghetti, mm-hmm. it's really about basic communication principles and human behavior. Just being um, mindful of how we communicate and how we show up with our tribe and with our our public in a in a consistent way, and being where you feel you can do well. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, for example, with you, Linda, you have such a presence in the room that I would love to see you on video more. I think you would be amazing on video. Yes. Well, and, and there are ways just to say, you know, I'm sorry. Uh, there are okay. ways to do it that can be within one's comfort level, like 
organize it so the content is all together, be with a good coach, sit in the room for you know a few hours, bring some change of clothing, and do it all in one few hours, and then you're done. You automate it, and then you're finished. You know, so you don't have to angst around, oh, what do I do today, today, today? So it's that kind of thing to do it in a way that you can, one can own it and uh, one can automate it Mm -hmm. and one can do it that's within integrity. It doesn't have to seem icky or salesy or inauthentic. I think those are key. Okay, so let me give you a clue as to what's happening in July. So, Ooh. audience, um, to go along with what Betty Ann is saying, I actually took her, her uh, advice to heart, and I'm putting together a program called Leadership Inspiration, and it's 52 audio clips. They're about three minutes long with a leadership quote, a little teaching or a story, and then uh, something for them to do during the week that they can post in a, a, a Facebook group. And I am filming those in chunks. So I did five the first time, I did seven the second time, and now we've got it planned for the the last 40, hello, um, in four, 10 10 videos at a time. And it has been, I'll be honest, it's been easy and effortless, but then I have an awesome videographer who's also been on the show, Ellen uh, Rona, who just makes it easy. And the one thing I did find out, because I did try to do it on my own, um, was that without having someone else in the room to talk to, I'm deader than a doornail in video. It just does not come across well, and and it takes me forever to do the takes, whereas with Ellen in the room, I can stream through those pretty quickly. So watch for that. Um, there'll be more about it um, on the Voice America site, hopefully, and definitely in um, my social media uh, areas as well. So thank you, Betty Ann, for letting me plug my new program. I, I'm, I'm so excited for you. It's terrific. Uh, and I love that uh, that you made that discovery about yourself. That, yes. That's the other thing, is to really be okay with the way we do things. Um, it's interesting. Most of my clients are excellent writers. Mm-hmm. And but they and, and I do as well for myself, by the way. It's the pot calling the kettle black. Um, we get wrapped up in our words. Oh, yeah. So often I will suggest, well, when you're driving or, or before you drive, <laughs> turn, on, <laughs> turn on your cell phone and do voice record. Set it up on your, you know, in your car. And as you're driving, just talk to it. Just, just speak into it. It's spontaneous. I do that all the time for myself. And you'll be surprised sometimes at the gems that pop out because you're not self-censuring. You're not grammar geeking on yourself. (laughs) Yes. So it is a matter of of figuring out just exactly what works for you, and that is the perfect thing. That that is so true. And I also find, though, that I need something like Dragon to be able to then put it on paper because then trying to transcribe it, I know there are services that do that, but it's just another step. Whereas if I can do it in Dragon, it automatically types it in Word or or whatever program I have as a... um, uh, yes, a a word document, a pages document, something like that. So uh, yes, I agree. Uh, yeah. Yes, that's and that is the. It's I haven't found one that's better than that. It's mm-hmm. not perfect, but I haven't found another that's better than Dragon. Yeah, it's a great idea. Yeah, and I began to. Uh, we created a book for a client, and he'd handwritten it. Uh, and I said, I am not going to sit here and type 500 pages. So I, I spoke it through Dragon, and we got it done in no time. Um, he had to do some editing because there were some weirdnesses in words, but for the most part, he was thrilled, and it, it came out 
for in December several years ago so as a gift for his family. And it was just really, really great fun to be able to do that. So I can see um, you know, being able to write my book that way because uh, there is a new one coming up. But I'm not ready to talk about that just yet. So um, quick question for you. Um, so what inspiration do you have to share with the women who are on the show, as well as the men, who want to start or level up their business to a dizzying world of information technology? (laughs) Well, uh, yes, I I have talked about a few of those here. I I really do think it is do it your way. Do it your way. Because um, when it comes to doing business today, especially online, you know, everybody's still figuring it out. Mm-hmm. It's changing all the time. There are a lot of there's a lot of expertise out there, and there are proven method, methods, definitely. But it's changing all the time. There's a new shiny object all the time. Everybody thought it was going to be Periscope, and then it became Facebook Live, and and on and on. And so people can kind of spend big bucks and time to learn one thing that ends up kind of going away as a new <laughs> shiny object pops up. Uh, But what doesn't change, as I said before, is basic human behavior and good basics of communication. So I would say listen and learn and check in with your heart to see what resonates with you. Because if it doesn't, uh, again, as I said before, savvy customers can see that. Mm -hmm. They can recognize it and they know when someone's out of integrity. Um, Well, and here is what I really want to say and to know that your words matter yeah absolutely and betty ann you have a a free gift could you briefly describe that for us and it's on my website so um it's in a place that you can easily get it uh yes um i am offering a one hour free content strategy session um we'll talk about where you are in your branding and messaging where you'd like to be and uh, ways that you can strategize your content marketing to get there. Um, this is also what's so important around that is to do it in a way that is in integrity uh, with you. So this is kind of a biggie, uh, but I really wanted to share this with your listeners. Um, usually it's a 30-minute a you know, discovery mm-hmm. session, but I really do want to offer because I, really, I think this is the best way I can truly be of service and uh, bring value to your listeners. I was going to say, and listeners, this is an awesome opportunity. Let me tell you, spending an hour with Betty Ann Green can really convert your messages into content that will resonate with your tribe and really allow you to bring those people to you who have uh, a need for you and do it authentically and um, with value. So I I want the audience to remember SPICE. The fact that you need to be strategic, personal, intentional, consistent, and I love entertaining as well. So with that in mind, Betty Ann, I want to thank you so very much for being on the show. Thank you, Linda. Thanks for the opportunity. I, I so actually I would like to carry you around in my pocket. You are, <laughs> well, you, you can. Um, yeah, we're on, we're on demand, and and we're also in syndication. But yeah. Um, so if if you listeners have any questions or want to see how to dig deeper on the art of herding cats, um, check out the website at www.dare2dreamwithlinda.com or send me an email at linda 
at dare, the number two dream with lynda.com and be looking for leadership inspiration. Until next week, have a fabulous strategic content week. Bye-bye. Thank you for tuning in to Leadership Stars. Please join Linda Patton for another engaging edition of our program next Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern Time and 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Women's Channel. We'll feature another noted leader next week.